multiple Twitch Rivals tournaments I've done, like, they've been a good time. I've been in a bunch of those now for games that I wasn't even remotely competent in. You know, yeah. I've been on those esports live stages playing, you know, Fortnite, no hung way. over out of my mind against a bunch <laughs> of, like, Ridlin children with, like, esports, like, they're all signed to esports teams. You know, they're all in the in the back rooms, you know, with their management and shit. Yeah. And I'm there with my, my buddies who also have probably never even installed Fortnite being like, what <laughs> are we doing here? Welcome to Tardux, a podcast for content creators to share their stories, experiences, and advice. And today, I am super excited to have an OG, uh, one of the veterans, Pep. Welcome. What's up? Thank you for having me. How are we doing? <laughs> we are doing all good. Thank you for coming. What we normally do is uh, we start things off with three rapid questions and okay. to get the juices flowing. So let's, uh, let's crack straight into it. <laughs> what is the best thing about living in Ireland? Uh, oh god, quick questions, slow answers coming up, probably. <laughs> the best thing about Ireland? Uh, probably the, the people, you know? Yep. The, I, I would say, probably that, that was the first thing that came to mind anyway, so there must be some, uh, some truth to it. Absolutely. Alright, um, so you... Definitely not the weather. No. Yeah, we'll go with people. We'll go people with people. Work. Excellent. Alright, so you're going out to your favorite place to eat, what are you ordering? Oh, I mean, it depends where we're going, but I, I am a sucker for good barbecue, if okay. and whenever I can get a hold of it. It's not very common <laughs> here in Ireland, you see. It's a, it's a great tragedy of our country. Is good barbecue very hard to come by? But if now, it's there, that's where I'm going. <laughs> but you can always do your own because it's just chicken or steak with your right, you know, sauces and whatnot, right? Or is it it's just true. missing it's other true. things? But no, yeah. I'm talking about like the, the low and slow, you know, the smoke, the briskets. Yeah, the the burnt ends, the pulled pork, you know, all that kind of stuff is yeah. is a lot harder to get here. You know, all I right. do actually have a smoker. I do some of that oh, stuff no myself. Yeah, but even trying to get the cuts from local butchers here, you know, you're like, can I get a nice big brisket? They're like, I I don't even know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> they always give you the wrong thing. It's like, oh, please. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. And so now you can have a conversation with anybody in the world. Past, present, who are you sitting down with? God, that is a tough one, sir. Yeah. <laughs> These quick questions are, are not easy ones for me, okay? <laughs> um, hmm. Let's go with MF Doom right now. Okay, all right. <laughs> I can pick someone truly profound. I'm just going to go with someone who's mask is in my background right now because it's appropriate perfect all right so how was twitchcon what was that experience like twitchcon was good so for me it's not my first rodeo i've been to a number of them at this point so i'm a little yeah. bit you know it's kind of i get the procedure now yeah and uh normally i'd have a few more obligations at these kind of things like a few things to attend or be there for yeah. this time it was a lot more free and easy yeah. So really it was just a lot of time chilling with, you know, old community members, meeting some new ones. Yeah. 
and uh, and other streamers, of course. And nice. honestly, it was a really good time. It was nice. The weather was beautiful. Amsterdam is Amsterdam. I'm a really big fan of that city. So, yeah. Very cool. Now, that's probably the first get-together since this whole COVID global <clears throat> pandemic thing. Or have you had a couple other things, before, you know, since? So, there were opportunities. Like, there was PAX East there recently, which is one I would usually attend. But yeah. I think it was just a bit too... Yeah. soon um at the time so and most of my friends who did go all ends up getting <laughs> covid of course so <laughs> oh, no. but uh yeah paxis is a great con but no I, I decided not to attend yeah now one thing you know you took a few days to go off to twitchcon you know as a content creator you know there's no vacation days or anything like that you know, mm -hmm. you know do you got are those far and few between those vacations or do you just sort of build that into because you've been doing this for so long you know how to you know to spend spread yeah. time and whatnot so when i first really got going like i i did this for a couple of years which was a lot more casual you know like still was like working and uh, outside of twitch and that kind of thing um it was you know a lot more hands off for the first two years but then i really started going for it once tarkov started becoming a thing and i was doing yeah. pretty well out of that and obviously then that started with me doing a lot of unsociable hours we're talking you know like 8 9 p.m to like 4 a.m yeah. 5 a.m like all the time these days you know cut to many years later <laughs> um a few uh a few burnouts in between you start to learn you know you know what i need to uh live my life as well you know yeah uh relationships uh family obligations all that kind of thing you know yeah. you just gotta you have to make time for these things and I've got to the point now where I'm more than happy to just, like, take the losses yeah. in the Twitch world to spend time with the people who, I mean, really matter in your life, you know, let's yeah. be real. You know? Absolutely. And not to say that, obviously, you're like, your internet communities don't matter, but, right. you, you know what I mean. IRL is, you know, end of the day, that's who you're... You that's know, what it's all about. When you're down, you need them to be, you know, you need their support and you need to be there for them. Absolutely, yeah. So it is something that I've just kind of... I'm a lot more allowing yeah. <laughs> to uh, take time off these days. Nice. So now, how did we get here? So you grew up in Ireland. What, you know, what did you do prior to you know, this content creation career? How far back do you want to go? Let's go right to the <laughs> back. Before you, started, before you went first, you, know, you first went live, what were you doing? What was a day in the life of Pep? So before that, like I had come out of uh, college for film production and like media and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I was living in Dublin at the time. I'm in the west of Ireland now. And uh, yeah, it was just one of those things where it's such a like a, a you know, a gig economy uh, and a very small community uh, mm -hmm. and within the film world. So you'd get certain things and you could be working, you know, for a month straight, super early rises constantly, and then suddenly it's nothing, you know, yeah. and you're waiting for the next thing. So you'd have this downtime between uh, gigs and stuff like this. Yeah. And it was around then, uh, and also finally getting good internet, because <laughs> I was in the city. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was like a good time to check out streaming. Yeah. Uh, originally, I wanted to actually do music, like mm -hmm. music production. That was the main focus. But uh, Daisy was also something big in my life at the time that I really wanted to get my teeth into. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, basically just got into streaming DayZ first and foremost then, and, uh, yeah, I got bitten by the bug very, ah. very hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Nice. So now, so if we look back at your video game, you know, when you first started playing video games, do you remember, you know, what was those consoles back then? Or, you know, were you PC <coughs> started in high school? Uh, oh, yeah, it goes, it goes right back, I guess. So for me, I didn't get really into PC gaming for quite a while, but, you know, like PlayStation 1 yeah. would have been kind of like the the start for me in a big way, like PlayStation 1, Nintendo 64, Yeah, you know, this type of thing. Um, although I do have a distinct memory of going over to my dad's friend's house, yeah. <laughs> who was a big PC gamer, uh, and his son just like walked in and was like, do you mind if I show your son some violent video games? And my dad was like, yeah, okay. And that was the first <laughs> time I saw, I, I think it was Mortal Kombat 2, maybe, okay. on the PC. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit, you know, what is this? Like, this is, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. So, oh. Uh, but yeah, mainly at home, it was like, you know, the pretty typical for my uh, generation, I guess, you know, your Crash Bandicoots, yeah. you know, Spyros, all that type of like platformers and all that kind of thing. Okay. So you said you, you originally want to do some music production, Juana. So you had, I see a keyboard behind you. So, you know, do you, I'm assuming you play that. What other instruments do you play? Um, so, well, I started with guitar back in yeah. the day. Yeah, that was the first instrument I actually picked up. Um, but really, for me, it's drums. That's kind of yeah. like my... Oh, no way. That's, yeah, so that's what I've actually like played in bands for. Like That's the, what I'd consider myself an actual musician for. Everything else is kind of like I would dabble. Yeah. But drums, like, I could actually play a gig, you know, and, and do. <laughs> so I feel... It's the one I feel most competent at. Yeah. You know? Oh, no way. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I just had uh, Dottie Hack on last week, and he's a, you know, he was a drummer over... Now, what yeah. kind of music did you play? I can't imagine you did the screamo rock that, you know, he <laughs> Definitely wouldn't into. be doing what Dottie Hack would be doing. He's a <laughs> great drummer, by the way. Um, no, so for me, it would have been more like, I guess, you know, White Stripes, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like yeah. sort of like funk, uh, heavy-ish kind of stuff, you know, like yeah. a bit of a yeah. mishmash, but like, yeah, nothing too crazy and then yeah. in more recent times uh, over the pandemic it's been a lot of uh just jazz and stuff okay now what are <laughs> yeah. what are some of your you know favorite musical groups and whatnot so the peppers white stripes i assume they're big yeah growing up they were some big ones for me um yeah. these days it's a bit of everything it's yeah i know a lot of people say that but i <laughs> i really do listen to anything at yeah. this point um yeah, I th I think the biggest indicator of that is like whenever I get those like Spotify recaps at the end yeah. of a year, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you listen to like a few thousand artists this year, you know, new ones, you know, it's like right. average like four a day or something. Like I've always got music playing, and I'm just okay. always trying to get new stuff just all the time. I don't know why I like to keep things moving and never uh, stay in a thing too long. Okay, any new uh, any underground groups or you know flying under the radar groups or new discoveries you people should check out hmm flying under the radar groups that's a good one i might have to jump into the old spotify for that yeah. uh, have you I heard of uh, the black pumas i haven't actually no Ooh, uh brian baru from the evasion group he he told me about okay. those guys and soul detroit style music it's it's a I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, like Fire is like probably their biggest song. It is, uh, okay. it's pretty cool. Definitely, definitely. I just gave it a like. 
I will definitely check that out. It's a big part of my community as well as like a lot of us are very like passionate about music. We've got some really amazing musicians in the community and we're always going back and forth and showing each other new stuff, you know. JD Beck and Domi actually is one that comes to mind. They're like a duo. Yeah. They're both super young, pretty much aliens. Like they are just wizards at their instruments. Like one is a keyboard uh, synth piano player and the other one is a drummer who just you just need to see him go. Yeah, it's, all right. It's incredible. But, yeah, uh, look. Yeah. What was your favorite concert you've ever been to? Anything that sticks out in particular? Ooh, good question. Uh, from my younger years, I had a big metal phase. Yeah. In the teens years, so like Motorhead for me was one of them. Yeah. And to see Lemmy in the oh. flesh, of course, was a big deal. Also, the biggest like deafening I've ever got in my entire life. Just this. <laughs> As soon as the gig started, just as soon as he slammed a power yeah. cord on his bass, it was just a boom. I was like, oh, I can't hear anything. <laughs> but uh, so that's up there. But yeah. in more recent times, I'd say Wolfpack. Okay. Have you ever heard of them? I have. They're uh, just an incredibly competent group of musicians, just like at the, the top of the list. You just, you got to see them play. They're okay. such a high energy and they just really love being there, you know? Yeah. Oh. Which is something I'm, I'm liking a lot more these days at gigs. You know the way sometimes you see like a, a golden oldies type band or, you know, yeah. you see Metallica. And they're, they're look, they're a great band, but they're all kind of, they're a bit older. They're a bit less enthusiastic to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're a bit more tired. And, you know, rightfully so. So like seeing the kind of more enthusiasm, the, the newer blood is yeah. uh, a lot more exciting for me. Yeah. As I get older, I, I don't like the big shows. I like finding like groups that are just starting out smaller pubs you know clubs and just you know those that's exactly. what i enjoy like you said they're energetic they're really into it they're just not you know going through the the motions of it but it's funny exactly. you uh you said motorhead so where i'm from newfoundland you know back in the 90s or 80s i guess it wasn't a uh, big place for a lot of groups to show up and motorhead came and they opened for alice cooper and that was like the biggest rock oh. you know, metal concert and i was like yeah so motorhead yeah i, I have clear memories of uh let me and filthy phil yeah, uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a ringing in your ears. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, absolutely. They're called one of the well, the loudest band in the world for uh, a reason. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now, yeah. from a streaming standpoint, what made you go live? Like, what you know, what was that driving driving force to say, "Hey, let me go hop on Twitch"? And now, how long have you like? When did you first start this? Like, oh, I on a part of me doesn't want to keep track because it will scare the shit out of me. But we're definitely we're going on like six years now, you know, at least. Yeah. So I've been around a while now. Um, and yeah, as for what got me going, I don't know. I just as soon as I'd heard of Twitch, I think while I was in college, I was just fascinated by, you know, because of obviously being in broadcasting and that kind of thing and getting experience yeah. there. The idea of just being able to entirely have full control of your own broadcast and just do whatever you want. I was just very fascinated yeah. by that aspect. It just like, you know, independent broadcasting. You know, there's yep. just something cool about that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I, when I was, you know, looking at some old videos of you, and I saw an old podcast you did on Twitch. And I was like, holy yeah. cow, you've been around for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the Was that the John McAfee one? No, that was not the John McAfee one. It was you, somebody oh. else, and a girl from I don't I don't I don't think she was from Twitch, but it was a it was a three uh, three people on the pod. But you did a John McAfee pod. 
Yeah, it was the only podcast I ever did. Wow. I actually know what one you're talking about now. I think that was would have been with Loco. Yes, um, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, God, that that was actually a little bit before I got partnered. So that's Yeah, yeah you're going back. They were talking about affiliate. There. Yeah, it's like, "Oh my god, yeah. he's been around this long. Holy shit." I think I just it was just not long after that I got partnership actually now. I think about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So now John McAfee, come on, you just dropped that name. There's, you know, that is quite the right, character. So the thing is, I, I didn't want to just like name drop it, but it is like <laughs> the only podcast I myself have ever done. And it was like such a hard guest to get because he was a, a fugitive at the time. Yeah. And and then I guess months later he died in jail, well, committed suicide. So I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to ever top this ever. So I just kind of <laughs> gave up on the idea. <laughs> podcast i was like who do you who do you get after this right you know i don't know I, anyways yeah sorry did you did you have a question there i just i just trailed off with it that's okay i was just asking you know the whole john McAfee pod what made you try to mm. get him on and you know what was that whole podcast like that experience talking to him you know now that you mentioned it, i have no idea why i i get i was fascinated by the guy yeah and just what he was doing with his life at the time um, you could you could talk about this guy all day, but at the time he was moving all around Europe, continuously dishing out disinformation about where he was at any given time for fear of being captured by the police. Yeah, and then extradited back to the states to be put on trial for a whole host of things, mainly <laughs> tax evasion, I believe, on a pretty epic scale. Um, so yeah, I, I was just fascinated by him, and I found a way to get in contact with his wife. Yeah. And so I shot my shot and I said, <laughs> any chance I can talk to John, you know, for like a half hour or something. And we organized a day. And the first time it didn't happen because they had to like shuffle off to a new country <laughs> real quick. And I was yeah. like, oh shit, maybe this just isn't going to happen and whatever. But of course they got back to me and maybe a month after that, it, uh, it actually happened. And I think a lot of people thought I was joking for a long time. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be doing a podcast with this guy. And they're like, okay. And then I remember when I was like, it actually started happening and I was streaming on Twitch. People were like, oh, he wasn't like this. Is he actually like, this is real. Like he is talk <laughs> he's yeah. talking to this man right now. It's like, I'm so confused. I thought you were just lying to me. But uh, yeah, it was a, a surreal experience talking oh, to that bet. guy. Absolutely. Let me tell you. Yeah, it, it's definitely something that I will never forget <laughs> oh i can't imagine jesus so now yeah. when you went first live what was what were for, uh the games you started with was daisy the the first oh, thing you went live pretty much all daisy at yeah. the start like i was obsessed with that game um i did did you ever play that back in the day were you into I, it i didn't because when i was uh playing games daisy was one seemed like you needed to have a group of people to really enjoy that game and definitely I, helps yeah, so I sort of avoided that one because of that. Mm -hmm. That's fair, that's fair. But that was like just a big, that was one of the real ones that got me more into PC gaming. Yeah. And just, yeah, streaming in general because of the, the social aspect to it. That's what like fascinated me the most is like, yeah. you know, you can meet people and there's this like fragile alliance, you know, like will they, won't they kill me? Will I, or will I not kill him? Yeah. That whole type of thing. And just basically all the options that are put at your disposable to do, or your disposal to do terrible things to one another. I was just like, yeah. God, this is a, this is amazing. Isn't it? Like <laughs> I can just lock a man in a garage and let him, you know, starve to death. And there's like, this, 
<laughs> Sounds like good crack, you know? <laughs> a more of a slow burn than your Call of Duties, but, you know, cannibalism is, is, is pretty cool, you know? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it really did, like, that Daisy and the Daisy mod... Like, there was an explosion there as far as content mm -hmm. creation was concerned for that reason. Yeah. Uh, with, like, roleplay and the likes and everything in between. So, for Twitch, that was, like, a real... I f like, one of the linchpins, I feel, that just, like, was holding everything together. Yeah. Um, And uh, to continue from that, it was where a lot of the first Tarkov people transitioned to. You know, like mm -hmm. Deadly Slob and the likes. It was, yeah. like, so many people were completely in on Daisy. Tarkov comes along, and this looked like a sort of a new Daisy type thing. Yeah, and yeah. so a lot of the OG Tarkov community are all Daisy players. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what it seems like. A lot of people had their start to either WoW or Daisy, and and from there yeah. they've transitioned over to Tarkov. Yeah, because it was such a like a hardcore survival game, you know. Yeah. And uh, as you know, Tarkov is a <laughs> a very cruel mistress indeed. So <laughs> she is. Yeah, good preparation. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so now you know. Back then, how much has Twitch changed from a streaming standpoint, from a content creation standpoint? The tools you had then versus today, is it night and day? Oh, yeah. It is It is such a, a incredibly different landscape now uh, between just, like, the, the standards of broadcast quality um, yeah. across the board, like, just the looks and sounds of streams, like, what was possible then, you know, mm -hmm. like, headset mics... You know, these big, huge, obnoxious overlays and, uh, <laughs> you know, things like this. The attitude of the viewers as well was very different. Yeah. I think uh, there was a much more, I guess, tight-knit community uh, feel to Twitch a lot of the time. And a bit more of a willingness for people to explore channels more. Yeah. Because there just wasn't so feckin' many of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There was still a lot, don't get me wrong. But yeah. compared to now, like, I feel like people are a lot less willing to, to go check out newer, smaller channels because there's just so many of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? A category for everybody and, and you know, I guess once you get that hook into something, you don't want to change mm. things because you've got that, yeah. you know, momentum going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot. I mean, as well, when I started... Uh, there wasn't really any affiliate program. None of that was really a thing yet, too. So, yeah. like, partnership was uh, harder to get and a much mm -hmm. bigger deal as well if you got it. Yeah. Uh, because prior to that, the only way you were making money uh, was through donations alone, like through PayPal and uh, your yeah. tips and yeah. stuff, you know. And now it's like, you know, affiliate is pretty much, like, there's really little to no difference between being in a partner and affiliate other than you yeah. get invites to more fancy parties. <laughs> Yeah, I had Sigma on, and she talked about, you know, it'd be nice if there was a, a third a third category. So you have affiliate, something in between partner and affiliate, maybe just to, to you know, make it more of a difference or something like that. Make a, a bigger mm -hmm. achievement for that partner status. Yeah, potentially. Obviously, it's one of those situations where once the box is opened, it's very hard to put anything back in. You know, you can't take anything away from anyone, right. so it's like you have to introduce new things to benefit said new created class. Yeah. And then that probably is going to upset everyone else. So it's very, it's a very hard thing to do without pissing a lot of people off as much as like, I do respect the idea. Cause I do think it is almost like pointless to yeah. get partnership these days, especially if you want to do multi-platform stuff and things like that. It's generally 
a consideration now as to like, should I take partnership or not? Because right. I've already got all the features that I would have had, like wouldn't have had a few yeah. years back, you know? And it's not like it's a night and day difference between the affiliate, what you get from a, you know, uh, split essentially from affiliate to partner. So it's like you said, right. yeah, do I decide to go partner or do I, I'm happy being affiliate and have other avenues? Yeah. Just having a bit more flexibility. Like that's what I say to people now before they take partnership is like, yeah. if you've got other platforms that you're on and stuff, like carefully consider it, you know, I know it's like cool and like, oh, you want that tick and all that. It's very easy to get blindsided by that, but you got to yeah. understand what you're giving up to potentially as a result of taking on that, Yeah, you know? Now, going way back when you first went live, you know, that first person who came into your chat, you had no idea who they were. They weren't a friend. They weren't a family member. What was that experience like? Because now you've got somebody who you don't know. And now they're talking to you. Do you like, oh, my God, you know, yeah. trying to woo them over? <laughs> it's amazing how much, at least at this point now, I, I have to kind of remind myself, you know, you do take for granted the interaction that's always coming back. Because, yeah, going back to the first, like I was a... Straight up, I don't know how you, a cold streamer like started not knowing anyone. I wasn't yeah. asking anyone to watch me. Like I wasn't telling my friends to come tune in. This kind of thing. It was I would yeah. just go live. I would play DayZ. There'd be I started with a zero, and I you know eventually you'd get one maybe two people coming in. Yeah, you just start talking to them. Maybe they'd start sticking around and that kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Um, so you'd be happy for anyone who came in at all. You know because. I mean, you were gonna, I was going to be chilling playing games anyway, so it was cool. It was more casual. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just even getting a follow was like such a ordeal back then. It was like, holy shit, you know, someone just clicked the follow button, you know, the alert would pop up. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> I, I took ages setting this alert up, you know. And now it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Now, when, you know, when did you get that feeling that you could do this? You could take this full time. Like, was it a certain moment or is just gradually over time and you, you took the jump? Uh, so I think the notion of I could do this came a lot longer before I could actually do it full time. You know, I, I did feel like I had a bit of a knack for it. I think it was after like as early as one of my first raids when I had a bunch of people come in yeah. from this Finnish streamer at the time. who was also a DayZ guy, Mad Finn Paws. Shout outs. I don't believe he streams anymore. But he was my first raid ever, and he brought in all these, like, Finnish people. Yeah. And for whatever reason, we all just got on super well. I think the Irish and the Finnish were, were connected by our love for alcohol yeah. and uh, isolation. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, from then on, I had this, like, little Finnish community and regulars coming in. It was just that feeling of, like, there is something here. Like, there's a community yeah. building and I just really love doing it. So, you know, cut to a while later, it was when I finally got into Tarkov and was getting real viewership. Yeah. And like, you know, subscribers start coming in and, you know, you're actually making money. Of course, that's when it starts to be like, okay, I think this can be my thing, yeah. <laughs> my actual job, you know? Um, so, it, yeah, it would have been in the early Tarkov days when it really was yeah. like, okay. This is this is something. We've got a little something, something here. <laughs> and now when you get that first big raid, your chat goes from X to triple X. How do you, you know, how do you, you know, do you just still just be, be yourself? Clear, this, this big raid was like 30, 40 viewers. But to oh. me at the time, <laughs> yeah. that was insane. Like you have to yeah. understand, like yeah. just seeing multiple names come in. I was like, 
holy shit you know but uh yeah sorry anyways uh oh that's okay but like how do you adapt to those big rates so you had your 30 40 but you go from you know and you've had larger you know larger viewers now how do you deal with that adjustment so i don't know if like perhaps other streamers will agree with me on this i think a lot will is once you get used to talking to a few hundred people on average all the time there's yeah. really not a big difference from that to like thousands Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean so one of my biggest i think viewership wise for me was during a tarkov drops event um and someone had passed the torch after their long stream of doing drops and yeah i think i was at like maybe thirty thousand viewers or something like this something crazy wow. uh far beyond what i'd normally average at right yeah at a couple of hundred uh and i've was surprisingly not that overwhelmed because I realized, okay, the chat's moving a bit faster, but it's like, I'm just going to keep doing what I normally do. Like, I've been doing this for a while now. You know what I mean? I think a yeah. lot of people, there's very little difference ultimately between having a few hundred and a few thousand. Yeah. You you just keep doing what you do, you know? Okay. It might get a little bit harder to talk to everyone and you might yes. have a larger amount of uh, idiots yeah. in your chat, but they're also easier to ignore at that point. So yeah. it's a win-win. <laughs> But uh, no, definitely at the start, sorry to cut you off, That's it would have been like, you know, getting a host with lots of viewers, you do get yeah. overwhelmed, you're like, oh my god, but I do think after a certain point, you're just like, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Oh, cool. So now, speaking yeah. of your community and your chat, you know, I had, um, you know, Markstrom was on a talk, and he has like, you know, uh, talk about Fuckboy Friday is a certain day of the week for his chat, and, and I think... Yeah. Um, Deadly's brother was on Wilbur and Wilbur talks about, yeah, there's certain days of the week or certain times here where chat is just a little wild, full moon, who knows what, what's your, you know, what do you found over the years? Um, a lot of people like to call it summertime chat yeah, because <laughs> the kids are out of school, okay. you know, so you get a lot of like, you know, is, is this guy for real? And then you have to kind of remind yourself, well, they're, they're probably just 12, you know? <laughs> like are they that much of an idiot it's like no it's it's just a child you know yeah. go easy but uh i don't know yeah i mean there there can be different exterior factors but a lot of it could also come from the streamer's energy as well right yeah. like what you're putting out can often be reciprocated right so yeah. if you're being a little crazy then you're going to get a little bit of craziness from yeah. the chat too you know okay um all right. So now your Twitch partner, do you remember when you made, you know, when you got Twitch partnered and, you know, how did you find out? So, so I know most streamers, like they set the date and they have their anniversaries. If I'm totally honest, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. I think it was January a few years back. You know, I don't even, as I say, I don't like to think about it too much. It's like, yeah. oh God, have I been doing this for that long? I'm like, oh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so was, you, uh, you you didn't yeah. break down and cry and you didn't mark it on your calendar like you know I've... i was i was in a little a little do you have little in uh no in, what is little in, in connecticut no. it's like a, a a little german supermarket oh, okay. i was buying some I was, I was shopping for groceries and i just got the email i was like oh holy shit <laughs> it finally <laughs> happened at the time it was like i had applied and heard absolutely nothing for months yeah. Just months. Um, to the point where I was like, should I like reapply? Do I go again? Like, because they haven't denied me. So, you know, and then just out of the blue, I finally got it. And I was kind of yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah. 
Nice. And looking back over the years, is there, would you have changed anything you've done? Like how, you know, to like, oh, I should have zigged versus zagged. I should have got an editor or anything like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, two minds. Like it's always easier to say, oh, I wish I like uh, did more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think everyone's going to say that. But uh, yeah, more, more YouTube stuff. I did try it on and off. Um, but doing more YouTube, I would have liked to have done more of. But it's yeah. also just finding the time, you know, right. is so difficult. Going back yeah. to the whole obligation stuff, you know. Yeah. You, yeah. you want to meet your friends. <laughs> you want to see your family. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, definitely I would like to put more time into YouTube. Yeah. And I still yeah. might, honestly. I'm, yeah. I was thinking hey, about dialing back on the Twitch time and yeah. more on the YouTube time. Now, you just brought up a good little thing there about, you know, dialing it back and, you know, balancing your, your IRL versus your, you know, streaming. And, you know, since I started, you know, sort of jumping in this community and, and doing these podcasts and reading on, you know, watching the social feeds, the mental health that really, it takes a, a, a toll on a lot of these content creators. And you've been doing this for so long. Well, how have you... You know, or have you have you had those struggles as well of, of like, oh my God, the numbers aren't this, or you know, I got I got to be in, on stream, things like that. That seems to be a real, a real you know issue. Yeah, and I think it's it's one thing that's going to be talked about a lot more in the future as like we come to understand it. I think there's so many elements of streaming that is uh, it's just not understood yet, right? Like yeah. the the the. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one to. There's a lot of facets to that that you could go into. Yeah. Um, that's all very new territory, you know? Uh, yeah. Just the obligation to all these people, this community you've built online, this like, <laughs> you know, monument of uh, parasocial relationships that you feel uh, obligated to. Yeah. Uh, and then with that, the stress of the numbers and keeping everything above board and. The balance of like finding a game that people like and you want to stream, you yeah. know, as opposed to just what you like. Um, there, yeah, there's a lot of unique stressors that come with streaming. Um, I'm sure they have their parallels with many other jobs, but I do think there is some stuff with online content creation that is, uh, yeah, very taxing mentally. For yeah. a lot of people on the outside, as you well know, like a lot of people are just like, you're just playing games all day. How could it be stressful, you know? Um, but like any entertainment thing, it's about, you know, some days you're not feeling that great. You know, some yeah. days you have a hard time, shit goes wrong in your life, whatever. It, it's, it, you know, it's not that easy to get up and stand in front of a camera for six plus hours and just be like, everything's okay. Right, yeah. 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 Because yeah. I feel like with a lot of other jobs and entertainment, usually you're on, but you're not on for a long time. You know, you're up for right. an hour, you're up for a couple hours, you're off, you know. Yeah. When this, it's like you're just there. You you can't hide your feelings for the you know. Yeah. That length of time. Yeah, and especially the ones that are doing, you know, they're they're you know they're trying to make it. They're putting in the ten hours a day. You're sitting there by yourself. No real human human interaction. You're just getting feedback. You're just reading text coming back to you, but you're not having a conversation. You're just you know four or five days in a row. That definitely has to have a toll on your your mentality. Absolutely. Like you're reading things people are saying that they might mean or they just like are literally there to hurt your feelings. You know, you could have people yeah. say 
like really horrible things that will just like stick with you. You know, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, weirdness like that that uh, can definitely be taxing. Yeah. yeah. The, the parasocial element, I do think, is yeah something we're going to learn a lot more about in yeah. the in the near future. And now, do you think you've been able, you know, to, you know, succeed at this because you've switched up your games? You're not a, a main gaming person. Yeah. Well, so the biggest part of being a variety gamer on Twitch is for your own mental health, you know, yeah. because a lot of people fall into that pit. As you say, they're grinding for 10 hours a day. They're playing the same game constantly. Um. And there's growth there, but eventually you're just, you know, beating your head against a wall, you know? Uh, yeah. Some people can definitely play the same games for a lot longer. I think I've got a much shorter attention span. Like, I just, you know, I've streamed over 3,000 hours of Tarkov. At this point, wow. I, I've kind of had my fill of it, you know? Yeah. I know you could find so many more who have done so much more than me, and that's fine. But for me, it's like, you know, you kind of hit a point where... That's too much. And if yeah. I keep doing that, if I, keep, I I can't pretend to be just having a good time always when it's like, I've done so much of this already. I've seen it all. Yeah. Like, I'm good. I need to play other things. <laughs> you need and, to break up. Yeah. And as you know, when you go to other games, there's a big viewership hit that comes with that. And it's a matter, It's almost like you need to train your audience to be like, listen, I am not the this guy. You yeah. know, I like to do other things. You know, obviously it's up to you to make that entertaining. But um, yeah, you gotta you gotta show people that you can that you're not a one trick pony, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, now there's a lot of growth. It's the fastest way to grow by far. It's just hit the same game over and over again, and that's why people do it, right? Yeah. Because you become the Tarkov guy or the something guy, right? And people come in and go, "Oh, this is what he does. Easy follow, blah blah blah." Yeah. So definitely easier to grow that way, but it is so much more mentally taxing. Ultimately, yeah. I think, anyways. Yeah, you gotta you like everybody wants to play different games. Like yep. no one wants to play one thing all the time, you know? Yep. Maybe for a while, but after a few thousand hours, you know, you start to change <laughs> your tune a little bit. Yeah. And now when you first made that switch from Daisy to Tarkov, what did you see a change in a hit in your numbers? Or was it because there was already momentum with Tarkov, the numbers, the viewers, your community followed you? Yeah, no. So that was a different case. In this, in the case of Tarkov, it was really just it. Everything was do, doing so much better yeah. because I was only a twenty, thirty viewer streamer for, you know, a couple of years. Yeah. You know, and I was I was pretty cool about that. I just liked streaming, you know. Uh, but it was Tarkov was like an almost immediate like oh, you know, people are interested. The viewer numbers yeah. are up immediately, and just by being someone who was there on the scene of Tarkov early and having even a vague. Uh, like knowledge basis on the game was a big one up. Just being able to tell people the simplest things because it was so new yeah. and no one had any idea. Like Tarkov was such new ground at that time. So if you could tell people anything, they'd be like, oh, sweet, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's just, yeah, not that many people would play it because it was so hard and so right. punishing and so buggy, obviously, as well. <laughs> like it was such a mess yeah. when they dropped the NDA at first. Like the game was rough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Did you play it back then? Uh, I did. The... I came in just before Interchange got added to the the map queue. So. Oh wow. Okay. So you, yeah. By my standards, you're pretty late to the party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, I've heard horror stories. You know, some of the quests where uh, you know, there was a timer on the quest, or you had to get like I don't know twenty bears in factory when there was only probably a thousand people playing the game. 
Oh no, I'm, t- I'm talking about before quests, before any oh, of that shit. Oh, no way. Like just it being, you went in, there was like three armors, you had your Paka, you had the Defender Ford armor, the Kiver helmet. That was yeah. like pretty much all the armor in the game. Um, and like just factory, pretty much. Uh, and oh. God, it was so buggy. The desync was absolutely out of control. The scav AI was completely fucked. Like they would just sit in a corner in 360 yeah. and you'd be like, oh, they're so dumb. And then they just snap 180, headshot one tap. And you'd be like, what the fuck, fuck just happened? You know? <laughs> or you go into a raid and in the first 15 seconds, it's like, bip, disconnect. There's no reconnect feature. There's no insurance. Oh, There's shit. no that. There's, yeah, and you've just put this loadout together that you're happy with, and you're like, oh, that's gone. It's just like, all right, well, on to the next one, you know? Oh, my uh, God. Wow. Sorry, I just got a call. Anyways, uh, yeah. But it, it was, it was uh, rough back then. It's come a long way, Tarkov, you know? It gets a lot of abuse, but go play the, the first build and tell you, me... Uh, <laughs> you've got scars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mental and physical at this point. <laughs> so now, when okay, so when you jumped from Tarkov, you had enough of Tarkov, you moved to a new game. What, you know, did you take <clears throat> that viewer hit then or just because you had your community built with you already? Oh, yeah, you're always going to take a viewer hit when you change from a game like that. Yeah. You know, uh, Tarkov as well is, is, or even then much more so, a real little cult following, you know, and that's yeah. what they want to see. Like most people, they're very very into their Tarkov. So if you go play something else, they're just going to go watch another person playing Tarkov. Yeah. Like, that's generally how it went. Um, but going back to the whole, like, training your audience type thing, that was the situation where it's like, you just had to get to a point where you could be like, I'm going to play a few hours of Tarkov, and then yeah. I'm going to switch over to something else. You just have to take the loss that comes with that and hope yeah. that there comes a gain from the next thing. Um, yeah. uh, and that was really how it was. Like, you just have to take it on the chin you got to take those losses yeah and and look in the long term for that stuff you know yeah so now after tarkov did you main another game or was that point you realized you know i need to just focus on a variety and you know my community is what my community is yeah I, it was kind of yeah it was a bit of everything because like ultimately i just love all any and all kinds of games if they have something to them i want to give it a go right yeah. and if it has a certain level of uh viewability uh then that's you know it's by trying to find that blend i guess yeah. like i i love playing most games but there's a lot of games that just simply are very difficult to watch you know like most mmos like yes. grindy you know so i like to just try find things where it hits that balance between i like playing it and yeah. they like watching it and it is a very hard marriage to to make let yeah. me tell you but yeah. uh yeah. yeah. So yeah, you you don't go from Daisy over to Minecraft essentially. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. I'm sure I probably have at some points in the past, you know. <laughs> I, I I gave it a go, I'm sure, but uh, yeah, no, that you do need to find the the balance. Yeah, for sure. Now, what has been the toughest thing about doing what you do? Um, hmm. I would say probably because my schedule has almost always been in the evening time. It yeah. is like just once again making time for people and stuff because most people I'd know in the real world, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, they finish their jobs and they're they're free for the evenings and then they want to hang out and stuff, you know, and that's when I'm starting. Right. That definitely would sometimes make things hard. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the the typical the work life balance. Yeah 
type thing. That is that is the biggest challenge of all. Because as you know, there's so many streamers on this platform who are doing 10, 12-hour days. Like, you know, no disrespect to them. I don't know what's going on in their lives to for them to be able to do that. Yeah. But I, I can't I can't do that, you know? Yeah. Um so yeah. It's, yeah. it's trying to do enough on this mm -hmm. platform while also doing enough in real life too. Yeah. And now have you ch tried changing schedules where like maybe if you started earlier, you'd get some of the, you know, US or I guess North American folks and still maintain your UK following and, and, and whatnot? Or have you always been like yeah. an evening streamer? I've more or less always been an evening streamer, but it's kind of like been pulling back. So like, yeah. as I was saying, like when Tarkov first hit off, I like picked this, that time zone because I knew it was pretty much the least competitive. Like there was okay. only a handful of other streamers with any kind of like big viewership streaming Tarkov at that yeah. time of night. So like, that's where I just, I found my slot there and I kept pushing it. Yeah. Then it's slowly become early and earlier, you know, and yeah. as of recently, I really want to start earlier. Yeah. During the day and yeah. hopefully be done evening late evening that would be ideal but naturally yeah changing schedules not easy because obviously everyone comes to expect you to be around at a certain time window right. and yeah yeah now what has been the highlight looking back over the years was there something that stick out like holy crap i can't believe i just did this or i got invited to that or i you know met such and such oh yeah there's been a bunch of things you know i mean the the multiple twitch rivals tournaments i've done like they've been a good time i've been in a bunch of those now for games that i wasn't even remotely competent in you know yeah. i've been on those esports live stages playing you know fortnite no hung way. over out of my mind against a bunch <laughs> of like riddlin children with like esports like they're all signed to esports teams you know they're all in the in the back rooms you know with their management and shit yeah. And I'm there with my, my buddies who also have probably never even installed Fortnite being like, what <laughs> are we doing here? You know? So those kind of moments were good. Uh, yeah. The Definitely some of the drop stays in the past where, you know, to having tens of thousands of viewers, just like unfathomable amounts of people watching you, those have been some highlights. Yeah. Uh, that podcast that we were talking about was definitely one of them as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's been a bunch of cool shit that's happened in the past. Probably more that I can't even think of that I've yeah. forgotten about, but yeah, there's been some good times. Well, I saw that you did a game, you were hosted a game award show or something like that, the Game Awards. Last, was it Christmas, you were co-hosting it or something like that, or is that a, a meme? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, well, it's been, uh, they, they call it co-hosting. It's literally, you are just like watching the Game Awards with your okay. audience and, and talking about it. So, but it has become kind of a tradition now for a good few years where yeah. I like to go on and we all just, we pretty much trash every game that comes up, you know, for, for the crack, you know, even though lots of them look great. There's also, yeah. as you know, a lot of, a lot of shite that comes out of those events and we just kind of, the whole community just likes to, you know, sit back and just kind of talk shite a bit. <laughs> okay. Now, as a variety streamer, do you play most of us? Your most of your games, you're you're playing solo, or you, know, you do a mix of both with you know with a squad, as well. I I love the mix of both. I yeah. do a lot of stuff by myself. Um, so like recently, I've been doing indie horror Monday bingo, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> where I will just get a list of incredibly poorly made horror games. Uh, that all seem to follow the exact same tropes to the yeah. point that we made a bingo board out of it. 
that has all the usual things that happen in these games. So everyone sits back and they're just like, you'd be amazed how quickly we get bingos in some of these games. Like in the first 20 minutes, someone's like, I've got a bingo already. It's like, you know, next game, you know, so those events oh, I'll do shit. by myself. And um, yeah, they're, they're good fun. It's not every Monday because it's pretty, I've, I've already gone through so many of these horror games. Like yeah. we go through sometimes 10 or 12 in one stream, you know. Oh my God. But uh, yeah, it's a good time. But otherwise, I do like to do regular uh, collaborations as well. Because yeah. I'm a, I am a very like sociable person. I like to be able to talk to other people, bounce back off them and yeah. just have the crack, you know. So, uh, you, uh, you know, Tweak, right? Yeah. From the Tarkov world, like yeah. me and him, we play, we've been playing every Tuesday together for years oh, nice. now. So, yeah, uh, I'll probably be playing with him later today, actually, as well. Very cool. Um, and then, of course, as you know, the Marksman as well. Yes. Like, uh, we'll hopefully actually be doing something tomorrow now I think about it. So we like to have our collab days, too. So that's like four, five, six of us all playing together. Oh, you know? no way. Nice. Yeah, actually, that, that was lining me up into, you know, you're a member of the Marksman. What is it, first of all? What is the Marksman? The Marksman is pretty much just a small, focused team of like-minded people within the Twitch space. Um who just, uh, I don't know, want to progress together uh, yeah. with uh, authenticity, yeah. I suppose. Uh, yeah, to really summarize it. And now, who's in the Marksman? So, when it first started, it was me, Markstrom, Deadly Slob, and Monster, Monster yeah. D-Face. Who I believe you've talked to all of at this point now, right? Uh, yes, Yes, I've had all three. Who's missing from the group is Cotton and Katie. Katie's yeah. gonna. So they, I've talked to. I'm talking to Katie Cotton. He's like, he's like the Loch Ness. You don't, you know. He's just. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure as you're learning, even with me as well, streamers are very. They're remarkably similar to cats. You know, <laughs> just chaotic, just beasts of chaos. You know, like there's a reason why they became you know running on their own hours is because I don't think they were able to work for anyone else's. You know. <laughs> So getting a hold of them to actually, like, do something is very, very difficult, you know? And Cotton and Katie, <laughs> good luck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you might need a, might need a, I don't know, a bigger net or something. Yeah. Just, uh, but uh, you'll get them eventually, you know? Yeah. Just keep trying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, the Marksman, so, you know, that's, that's the crews in there. You guys have been together for a while, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh it was kind of one of those things that me and Markstrom had talked about in the past. It was back as far as the Daisy days. We both come from the Daisy world, you know? Yeah. Um, and we'd both been in stream teams prior. Uh, and they, both of the teams we'd been in, separate ones, had kind of imploded for all of the same reasons. Uh, which was, because as you know, you have to be a partner to start a team, right? And then yeah. you can invite people to that team on Twitch. Uh it was the same thing every time. People would build a team yeah. and then they would focus it on the partnered streamer, the leader, and then they would just add as many streamers as they could. Oh, thinking that okay. if they just cast this huge wide net and have this massive group of people, it all comes up to the top. You know, so and that was kind of the focus. In a way, but it was just like, they never actually worked. You know, yeah. it would just, they'd add people willy-nilly. They'd have no real requirements to be on the team. And it just, it just didn't really mean anything to be on these teams. You know, it really didn't. Yeah. Uh, and 
me and Markstrom had talked a lot about how there was a lot of potential use there to have a small team, be very careful about who you add, and then how you use that team, like how you work together and like actually sit around, have meetings and like figure things out and, and just market it a bit more, like use that idea more, yeah. which I think has changed a huge amount since that time. Like I think, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people look to that team model that we had started in a way. I'm not saying like we're the ones right. who kicked it all off, but I think for a lot of people around us in our circles, they reconsidered the use of how they would use teams. Yeah. Uh, after that, because I think it's a it's a much better model. Yeah, I had you know when I was spoke to Deadly about it, it, it yeah, you know, first time I ever heard of a streamer team, and he says, yeah, it's basically like minded people who, you know, if we have an issue or we need to just vent. I don't, you know, my IRL, IRL friends have no idea what I'm talking about, but right. I have my peers who I can vent and we can bounce ideas off. And it's just, it's, it's like a support group almost. It, yeah, no, it really is because it's kind of like we were talking about earlier. You know, there are problems that come from streaming that are so unique to this space that it's very hard to really express to other people why certain things will get you down within yeah. it. Right. And so when you go to other streamers, obviously they know exactly what you're talking about. So sometimes, you know, we would have our meetings where we're like, let's plan some stuff. Other times we just sit around for two hours and be like, oh, God, you know, just, <laughs> just Did you talk. have this asshole in chat today? Yeah, oh, my yeah, God. Just like, oh, man, this, yeah, this game, this, da, 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 you know, whatever. It would just, you just vent, let, yeah. let off some steam. And it, it is amazing how much that can just like, you know, help is be around yeah. like-minded folk who are going through the same stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So now, what advice would you have for somebody who's about to go live for the first time? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, well, in essence, kind of, yes. But what I would say uh, is try other platforms first. I think that's the real way to do it now. And I think most people would tell you the same. It's like just going live nowadays on Twitch unless you're really doing something that's like very new and different and is really getting that engagement. Uh, yeah, you can't, it, I think that era is very much over. It's too yeah. saturated for that now. Just going live and expecting people to just come in and check you out is kind of gone. You need yeah. to be doing like, and this is a, someone who doesn't really do those things and kind of needs to get their shit together on it. But yeah, like the TikToks, the, the, the YouTubes, you know, yeah. these are the kind of things now where it's much easier to like work on those, put them out there and get some engagement out there first before you start streaming so you can bring people in. Yeah. It's that discoverability. It's so hard to, to, you know, to have that. And I had that conversation with Dottie. I asked him, you know, from a, you know, content creation standpoint, is discoverability harder than trying to be discovered in it from a music standpoint? And yeah, like you look at a Twitch, you know, just look at the Tarkov. You have 10 pages of people who are streaming. How do you get found? Right, right. And that's one of the crazy things as well, is if you look, you know, it'll be a few rows of streamers with, you know, anywhere thousands right down to 10 viewers, right? Yeah. But once you go down below 10 viewers or even five viewers, there's just hundreds, hundreds of streamers who are all in that same bracket of like zero to five viewers. So if you're coming yeah. from the very bottom and you're beginning there, like, I just don't see how it's going to happen for you. Like, and I know that sounds like super harsh, but it really, like, you need to be bringing people in from somewhere else now to start. Yeah. I, I really do believe that firmly. Yeah. Cool. So now 
if you, so this is a question I ask everyone too, is, you know, you get to play a game, whatever game you call, those people are there. Who are you calling out to play with you for a all-star night of gaming? OGs or somebody you've never played with like, oh man, I think I would have a riot with this guy here or this crew. Uh, I mean, I love playing with uh, Deadly Slob. Me and Doodles have like some of the best times. <laughs> I really don't think we've probably ever had a stream where we game together and we aren't like in tears laughing at yeah. some point. Like we just always have an amazing time and even the jankiest experiences. So <laughs> always love playing with Doodles. Um, as far as streamers I'd like to play with, I you know what? No one really comes to mind right now who yeah. like I haven't played with. Uh, I do like the familiars, you know, yeah. because you just, you have that banter, you know, it's just, you've got that rapport together. Like yeah. they're, they're the best to me as much as I, I love collaborating with new people. Don't get me wrong. But I think where the real good stuff comes from is when you've actually built a foundation uh, and you're, you're friends, like, right. Yes. You're, you're actual friends. So yeah. Yeah. Deadly's a good guy. And of guy, course, like Tweak him. as well. Yeah. Twizzler as well. We play together all the time. <laughs> we have a great time. Yeah. And I love playing with all the marksmen. Whenever we have our marksmen game days, which haven't been that often recently, but we're hopefully bringing them back. Like those are just like such a good time. Oh, that'd be good. Um, yeah. I've seen like, uh, you know, some of the people, they get together and like the Ames and Lupos and whatnot, and they play like a party game. And mm. it is, a, you know, hearing how much fun they're having, it's just, it's, it's you know, I'd be yeah. interested to see, you know, you guys do something like that. Oh, yeah. When we first started the team, we were doing those every week. Yeah. Uh, we were doing game days, but we've literally just played so many of all the good party games already yeah. that we're just kind of, like waiting for a new one. So, which we have fans. So, tomorrow we hopefully will be doing that. Nice. Any games coming out that you're looking forward to getting your hands on? Ooh. Well, Stray just came out, yes. which is uh, that, that cat game. Yeah. I've been, I still haven't got a chance to play it yet, but I'm dying to play that game. I love cats. You know, yes. so I see a game where you're a cat. It's like, yes, I'm in. Just <laughs> let me play that. Uh, as far as other games, Marauders has been interesting. I don't know yeah. if you've tried that, but it's mm -hmm. pretty much as everyone's calling it Tarkov in space. Yeah. That just came out of uh, testing again. So that's been interesting. Uh, How about hmm. Star Citizen? You, you play that a little bit too. I do. I play quite a bit of that. That game is very tentative, as you know. Like it's yes. uh, its funding model and everything that comes with it, and its extremely long development has uh, been fascinating. But it, it, I do think they are potentially onto something. Hopefully, yes. you know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, like there, there's a lot of stuff, especially in very recent times. They've just dropped patches that are showing some really, really promising progression. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think they're running away with our money just yet. But uh, <laughs> That's good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's a moonshot that game. That's what I like to call it. It is a yeah. moonshot, and I'm just hoping that it does uh, make its way. You know, yeah. There are some moments that game is just so beautiful. Some of the the cinematics you can do, and oh, it's fantastic. That that's what that's what pulls people in. You know, there's so much stuff that happens in it that's just bullshit and annoying and yeah. blah, blah. but then it has these moments where you're like holy shit like this is not happening in anything else you know yeah. similar to DayZ you know yeah. that game was aggressively broken and uh, you know annoying and frustrating a lot of the time but then it would just bring this one moment where you're like I just can't do this in anything else you yeah. know and that's yeah. what keeps you in there oh man 
All right, so we're going to go back a little bit and, you know, hopefully not rehash some nightmares or whatnot. We're going to talk a little Tarkov since this is, you know, this is how all this podcast started. So, Tarkov-centric, yeah. A little Tarkov-centric. You know, when I had Spinachy on, she refers to Tarkov as her ex-boyfriend. It's, you know, she's done. She's had enough. Oh, she's done? Okay. She's done. She broke up. Yeah, he, she doesn't even pick right. up when, when Tarkov calls anymore. <laughs> So you've got a That's lot hard. of hours. It can be hard. But yes, yeah. it can be hard. What initially sucked you into that game? What was uh, it about it? I mean, at the very, very early stages, we're talking about like just seeing little trailers where they'd show off stuff. So it was, it was, it was really the small details. Like obviously yeah. the gun modification and how deep that went. Even at the very start, it had quite a bit to show. And it was certainly a lot more advanced than anything else at the time. Yeah. Uh, like the movement mechanics, you know, being able to alternate your like the position, yeah. your height, like little things like that, where it was just like, oh, that I've never seen that before. You know, obviously the visuals were super impressive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they still are quite impressive, but when it was first dropping, it was like, you know, yeah, uh, pretty incredible. And then also a part that I guess is a little bit uh, up for debate. One of the big draws for me, and I know a lot of people, was when they confirmed very early on that they were going to make it open world which yeah. for a lot of the daisy people that's all they wanted to hear like that was what they needed to hear yeah. to really get into it you know which as you know still hasn't happened and yes. if we're being totally honest it's very questionable if it ever will yeah. um but that was a huge one was the was basically is this the new daisy kind of thing like once yeah. it goes open world it's like this hardcore tactical you know thing yeah. okay. uh so now, you know, that game, I still play it. I still love that game. And it has a pucker factor that I can't find another game that has replaced that. Did you, have yeah. you found that pucker factor from any other games? Or are you just like, I've had enough. I've put my time in. <laughs> I'm time to, my time to break up with Tarkov is now. Uh, it's, that's, that's a good question. It's a tough one. Because like DayZ definitely was the, to me, the ultimate creator of that pucker factor at yeah. first. In a way that I think Tarkov still doesn't quite replicate. Like, it, they are just in two different lanes in that regard. Yeah. Um, as far as newer games, there are some... They, it's still not to the same extent. Like, stuff like Hunt Showdown, things yeah. like this. When you get into, like, a, a very intense PvP back and forth in a game like that, like, that can just get you, like, sweating, yeah. you know? But I, I do think, even still, Tarkov is probably one of the apexes of just, like stress stress gaming you know you go in with a with a huge kit or whatever yeah you know obviously it wouldn't affect me the same way now but yeah right. gear fear for a long time was definitely like a big factor uh, yeah maybe like yeah i really really do not want to lose my shit right now you know yeah um now was there a certain moment where you just said i've got to move on i need to you know was there a thing that just made you stop playing the game or do you still go back and touch it once in a while I still go, yeah, I still go back and play it here and there. But uh, for me, it was it was myself, you know, yeah. how my attitude became. Like, it would just became so shitty. Uh, when I'd play it, like, I'd just, you know, you get so focused in on that little world and you become so intimate with the minutia of the game. And those little things all begin to add up and annoy you, yeah. like, constantly, right? And it could be uh, so many different things in that game. Like, you know, you're trying to put your gun together it bugs out it goes apart right. da, 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 and, and there's all these things that you've become so intimate with that just start to add up and really 
get you. And I just, I'd have a terrible, I'd just be in a bad mood, yeah. you know, and I'd be an asshole. And I was like, this isn't like, I'm not even having fun anymore. Like, I'm just doing this because like, I feel like I have to. Right. And that is not what streaming is about, right? Like, you need to be able to keep finding things that you just want to actually do. Yeah. Because that shows, right? Like, if you're oh, sitting there and you're clearly, you don't want to be there, like, people see that, you know, and they're like, why is this guy doing this to himself? Like, he's clearly not having any fun whatsoever, right. you know? And people aren't going to watch oh. somebody who's not having fun. It's, you know, I'll find, I'll go through the yeah. other 10 pages and find somebody else. Nope, that's a very good yeah. point. Unless their misery is deeply entertaining, which can actually happen, you know? Yes. I mean, there, there's a genre in and of Tarkov for that, I'm sure, you know? They're like, <laughs> this man's salty tears taste so fucking good, man. Holy shit, I'm going to just, I'm not even going to go and chat. I'm just going to sit here and See farm the misery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch his mental breakdown yeah. live on stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like keep the cops on the line. I think he's about to fucking do something here. <laughs> he's about oh, to get my. weird. Oh, oh, I'm so glad you decided to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry it took so long, you know. Oh, that's but, right. uh, it's good to talk to you, you know. Yes. Like you you've uh, you've racked up a lot of people. You've been working, man. You've been busy. Uh, it's I, this is, you know, this is just fun to talk to people like you, get your stories and, and, you know, moving outside of the Tarkov space, getting a couple other people in it's, it's, there's a lot of really good people out there and, and, you know, it's, it's entertaining. Like, yeah, I just, I can't say how much fun it's been and, and it's, you know, to get, you know, I, can't, I thank you guys for coming on and doing this. This is, you know, that's your job. I'm taking away you from your job or your IRL work, you know, IRL life right now, but I do appreciate mm -hmm. it. Well, no, because for me, like, it's it, exactly what you just said. It's the connecting with people all over the world. Like, that is, to me, one of the best parts of Twitch is being able to just, like, you know, I can talk about something on my stream and I can get perspectives from all different walks of life yeah. uh, around the world and just being able to connect those people and, like, end up having people that, if you go to that certain country, you can probably just hit them up and go hang out. Like, you've made yeah. these connections. Uh, and some of them can be very close friends, like, all around the world that just... There's no way you would have been able to do without uh, things like this. You know, yeah. you, you can make real, real friendships on yeah. on on this platform. Obviously, you know, there's a fine line there. It can get weird, and you got to be careful and parasocial. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But no, absolutely. I think for that reason, it's fascinating. Like, yeah, and how many people I know now in many different areas of the world, thanks yeah. to this. You know, hopefully, I can kick this back into life. Just no you know, worries. it wouldn't be a. It wouldn't be a podcast with me if shit didn't break, you know, at least once, you know. I, I am the king of finding issues oh, with you? everything. Oh, yeah. Oh. If, 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 you, do you have any games you need me to test? Because I'll break the shit out of it. Give me, give me 15 minutes. I will ruin it. And I won't even mean to. That's the best part. I'll just... Uh, what did you drink of choice when you go out to the pub? Guinness or oh, I can I, yeah, I'm pretty stereotypical in that regard. I love a good <laughs> pint of Guinness, you know. I love a pint of plain as we call it here. It gives you an idea of where the head's at with that one. Uh, um and then you know, just some I am a I'm a real lager type, you know, light beers. I don't yeah. really I don't like all the IPA stuff. I don't like you know? IPAs. That's There's too much of it. Mm -hmm. They all taste like soap, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we most people know the origin story of why IPAs became a thing. You know, it wasn't because they wanted it to taste better. They just wanted it to survive the fucking trip across the ocean to, to India. You know, the Brits. <laughs> so they fucked a load of hops in it, you know. 
And they're like, yeah, it tastes like garbage, but it's not fucked. Sorry, I'm, I'm just ranting here while I'm trying to <laughs> fix this. Right. But uh, That's good. And it's just it's just created this wave now. You go into like, especially in America, you go into a a, a, oh a shop, you look in a fridge, and it's like a rainbow fucking exploded in there with all these super <laughs> fancy looking cans, and they're all edgy artwork and stuff. And you're like, oh, this one looks so cool. It's got like a skull smoking a cigar on it. You know, I'll try it out. And then it just tastes like ass. Yeah, it's like, like album like, covers from back in the day. You you bought the cool album that was like had a really nice graphic on it and you come home and play it and it's just like oh that's awful yeah yeah why am i drinking soap juice, <laughs> soap juice. but yeah that, anyways that that's most ones to me what, what about yourself what kind of things do you be drinking uh me i like i like jaeger and you know guinness is a good oh you beer. dirty dirty girl how dare you <laughs> jaeger i lost a summer to that drink okay oh you did not did you i did i i, I wish you'd never brought it up okay it's all oh. coming back to me now my it's just God. like this this black hole, you know, where, where a summer <laughs> happened one year, you know? Jaeger bombs specifically, though, you know, oh. with the Red Bull. Mm. Oh, no, no, that's, that's, see, that's a heart attack right there. Dude, I'm, I'm pushing 50, I, or I am 50. I can't do that stuff. That would make, I would die. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I had to stop because I thought I was going to die, you know? So uh, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. It reminds me kind of of the... The powdered energy drinks that a lot of streamers are peddling these days, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. mate, you're selling pre-workout for children who sit down. I, I personally don't understand it, you know? Like, I'm not going to throw shade at anyone specifically, but, right. but that stuff truly, uh, I could never. I could never sell that shit to people. It just seems daft. Yeah. Where did the logo come from? Uh, that, God, that's a good question. I, I'm not even sure at this point. I think whenever I was playing DayZ, yeah. I had a weird fascination whenever I'd find bananas in-game. It became a sort of an event. Yeah. And then in-game, I started to make, like, little cult meetings around bananas, you know, uh -huh. where you just have these all these people running around with you, and you'd be, you know, sacrificing, you know, strangers to the bananas. Yeah. Just perfectly normal, mentally stable things like that. Um and then from there, it kind of became synonymous with my identity, right? So okay, I ended up just uh, becoming a banana, essentially. Now, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, closing this, closing the chapter on Tarkov. Was there a moment where you just had enough, and what was that moment? I, I think for me, it was it was a, a collection of moments because I was just always for a good while I was pushing myself to play it because it's just what worked. And I would just keep doing that. Uh, and eventually, it, it, you know, I'm not sure if there's a real like penny drop moment for me where I was like, right, I've had enough. It was just yeah. kind of, I've been doing this for a while now and it's not really doing me any favors. You yeah. know what I mean? All so right. it's, it's time to try other things. And that's, that's pretty much how it went. Okay. Now, any, uh, what's any plans or goals you want to try to do for this year? Um, I'd like to still be a streamer, hopefully, you know, not get banned. That's, that's probably <laughs> number one. Don't get in too much trouble. Uh, hopefully find some, some new games and niches to slide into. Yeah. And, uh, I, I would like to get back into the YouTube thing. I've been saying this for ages, but, uh, well, it is I would love to get into after it. After all, your production background, right? Film. Right, right. And that's the thing. I would love to make more like bespoke content, not stuff that is just like, oh, this is just a clip from the stream. You know what I mean? Right. Like I would like to 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 do something 
different. Yeah. Hopefully. Now, one other thing yeah. I find. So, you know, you've you've been in this for a while. Do you do some charity streams? Is there any charities you you know that you you support today, or you want to give a shout out to, or talk about? Yeah. So, well, I've only done one ever. I'm uh, very careful about those kind of things. Naturally, uh, you get a lot of offers, and a lot of different charities will come to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like. Uh, you need to be very careful with them. There's, like, I I know no one likes talking about it, but there is a lot of suspicious ones out there, and you do need to be, you need to be sure about where that money is going, right? Yeah. Uh, and in the case of like gamers outreach and stuff, like they're ones where they're they're doing really amazing stuff, and it was actually thanks to Markstrom, yeah, because he had actually gone out. So for anyone who doesn't know, gamers outreach is pretty much a charity that supplies. Um, consoles uh stations and like screens where kids who are stuck in hospital all day can play games um, and just have something to do to keep their mind off the environment they're in and the situation they're in um and markstrom had the opportunity to like fly out and see these carts you know in the hospitals with the kids playing on them and like what it means to them and stuff like this and when i saw that video and you know it's it's it seemed like a a good area to yeah. get into yeah. you know yeah. so yeah, last year I did my first one. We went for the goal of... So for the cost of one cart for a hospital, it's about $3,500. So I yeah. just set it to that. I was like, if we can get one cart in a day, I'd be delighted. Yeah. Um, and if we do get a cart, I'll get a tattoo of a banana <laughs> on my body. Okay. And naturally, we, we got that goal pretty quick as a result of that. Because as you know, if you, you know... Yeah, I've seen uh, the picture. Bait of it. your yeah. audience with the the notion that you will punish yourself. They they really they really get off to that, you know. So <laughs> we we raised like four and a half thousand. Actually, it was four thousand four hundred and twenty and sixty nine cents because because <laughs> Twitch, because, you know. Yes. But <laughs> but uh, a second, but yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was amazing to to hit that goal, and oh, then cool. I did end up getting that tattoo, which sadly, because the camera's dead, I can't give you a good look at right now. That's alright. I'll, but, I'll uh, link it to your tweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, yeah, gamers I reach are are really good, and I we might be actually working with them again in the near future. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, potentially in October for their spookathon. Oh, nice. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. So now, when you hit the stop button, what are you doing in the evenings, or you know, what's your life outside or away from you know from your computer? Is there a Mrs. Yeah. Pep? Do you guys you know do things like watch movies, go to clubs, things like that? Yeah. So I mean, well, I've I, I have been in a relationship for maybe like four or five months now with someone. Uh, if I'm totally honest, I'm usually very like I don't talk about that at all on my yeah. stream. When it comes to like the the private life and and that kind of thing, I really do not go there whatsoever. Yeah. Because if I'm totally honest, like putting out little in- bits of information like that, people make weird assumptions then about your life, and then oh. they'll say weird things to you as a result of that. Oh. I don't know. I've got a bit of a <laughs> I'm a bit wary with a lot of the parasocial stuff. Yeah. But um, that said, yeah. So like obviously you spend time with her. Uh, in whatever way and yeah. uh and yeah spend time with family friends just hanging out you know as i said i'm quite a sociable person so being out there and spending time with people uh nice. when any i'm not hobbies? streaming is a... play any sports or anything like that uh well as you've probably seen by just looking at me uh you'll probably tell no not not really much of a sport <laughs> kind of guy <laughs> but uh no i love uh like music 
you know, yeah. playing music, uh, electronic stuff or playing instruments, that kind of thing yeah. is, uh, is something cats. I'm really into. Cats. Look, I don't actually have a cat right now. Dying to get one. Yeah. Hopefully soon. It's 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 on the it's on the list of shit I need to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, hey, you know what, Pep? You've survived the tur- the Tardux podcast, and I really appreciate you taking the time today to do it. But before you go, I gotta ask you, who are you shouting out as somebody I should get on who has a good story? Ooh, who should you get on? I mean, have you have you talked to Tweak yet? Have you talked I to have Twizzler? Not. No, I've not talked to Twizzler. Oh, well, Twizzler's my boy. He might be worth getting in touch with, see how All he's right. getting on. Yeah, I'm going right. to I'm gonna throw his name into the ring. There we into go. The hat. We'll get him. Now, he's yeah. moving to the States, right? Or he will be? Yeah, he's trying to go to Texas, you know? Oh, my yeah. God. That's like Yeah, a that's what a lot shot. of people are saying. They're like, oh, my God. It's like you're deciding to go there? Like, <laughs> there's so many people, including Texans, who are like, wait, you're making, you're you're doing this on purpose. And he's, there. he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I am. But uh, yeah, that's that's the current thing for him. So obviously, it's a bit of a shit show right now with citizenship yeah. and whatnot. And, oh, yeah. Or not citizenship, but getting your visa and everything. So yeah, we went down while, that but... path uh, when we moved. My wife and I are from Canada. And we did the whole visa thing, and just recently, we well, we had green cards for multiple years, and then we just got our citizenship there last month. Oh so, wow! Yeah. Congratulations. Thank that's uh, yeah, it's a long and arduous process. That it so. is. Yeah. That's got to yeah. feel good. It's finally it, coming through. Yeah, absolutely. So, but mm. hey, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate this. And it was really nice meeting you. Yeah, likewise. Actually, you know what? Before you go, yeah. it, it's just occurred to me as we're talking. I, is, what, is a, what is a Tarduk? I don't even know what that means. How do you not know what Tardux is? You, how long have you been playing Tarkov? I, I, I'd honestly, I don't know. I don't, what, enlighten the Interchange me. Mall. The coffee shop is called Tardux. Oh, oh, how did I not make that connection? I that don't is insane. Know. You know, podcast, coffee shop, Tarkov interchange. Okay, do, you, yeah. do you know though? It it does does it or does it not sound like a sort of thing that a, a Canadian would say? You know, it's like oh, I'll get a few fucking Timbits <laughs> at the, the, and a Tarduk. You know, it's like some kind of weird pastry you guys might eat. It's Wait, in the shape how, of like a hockey Timbits? puck or something. Have you been to Canada? Uh, listen, I play with doodles, okay? You okay, know, the yes. fucking the double doubles, the whatever, you know? The, yeah. I, I, I've heard about Timmy's, okay? So have you looked at the map radio. to see where doodles is from? Like that part of the oh, country? Yeah. All right, so yeah, way yeah. You, go, you go further east, that's my little tropical island out there, Newfoundland. Oh, sh- oh shit, okay, yeah, you're really, you're really out there. Yeah, like we're close, it's probably closer for us to fly to Ireland than to fly to like the west coast. <laughs> and where I'm from, we've got our music is all Celtic. We've got our our islands full of Murphys, O'Neills, O'Shannonhans, everything. There's so much, and and possibly the strangest accents of all time as well. Oh, we do have a doozy. You know, people. <laughs> yeah, you get some. You get the Newfies drinking, and you get you know. There's even just in different parts of the province. You swear to God, you're in a different country with how thick some of the accents are. You like you know how uh, Pikeys from the movie yeah. Snatch. That's, yeah, yeah, and we have our own our own thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I remember the first time I'd properly heard like a, a Newfie accent, and I was like, "Is he taking the piss? Like, what is <laughs> what is that? Like, the people don't actually sound like this, right? Like, uh, I thought he was like you know memeing on on the Irish yeah. accent, but it's like, no, that's that that's just how they sound. That's, that's just how, how they sound. Yeah. And the further you get away from like a big city, 
It is. Yeah. It's like, we don't even understand sometimes what they may be saying. Yeah, no, I yeah. feel that. I mean, <laughs> I, when it comes to Ireland as well, we've got some of the craziest variations in, in, in the way people speak, like their dialects in a matter of like 10, 20 kilometers, you know, yeah. you just go a little bit in one direction and suddenly it's like a, a different instrument is being played. You're like, well, this guy sounds like a fucking banjo, like, you know, and you're like, how, how did we get here? <laughs> I went up north for an hour and suddenly, yeah, everyone's like, dale, dale, fucking dale, 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 twiddle, dale, and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> Quite oh, incredible. You've been awesome. I have had so much fun talking to you, dude. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, man, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I'm sorry it took so long to get it happening, but oh, uh, it's, 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 it's all good. It's